1: Welcome to On Texas Football. This week, we have our weekly predictions roundtable, and I'm joined by Eric Nolene, publisher of Inside Texas, Justin Wells, recruiting analyst for Inside Texas, and Joe Cook, uh, the beat writer for uh, IT. Uh, guys, so welcome in today. We had an eventful uh, week uh, this week. Uh, not only did the uh, Longhorns, um, you know, lose it, on Saturday by not showing up essentially for two halves instead of just one this time. Uh, but then Bo Davis, uh, after that game apparently was taped, uh, allegedly, I think, I think everybody's confirmed it's actually Bo Davis and it is a real tape. Uh, but we have to say allegedly, theoretically. So anyways, was taped post game telling the the players to, you know, ship, sh- ship up or ship out basically or shape up or ship out. However the saying goes, um, you know, Eric, you're the you're the publisher, and you're the guy that kind of has the 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 pulse of the team from that standpoint, as well as the fan base in mind as you're as you're thinking about this stuff. Describe in, in how you would in this past week for for Longhorn football.
2: Well, I mean, it's it's disappointing overall because you know Texas has gone viral twice this season, and neither time for anything they did on field. Uh, at least no zoo animals were involved in this one. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's it's probably going to be a good thing in the long run. You know, everything's out in the open and laid bare. And, and, and pretty much there's some transparency out there of what Steve Sarkeesian and his, and his coaches are up against. Uh, so now we have that foundation down. We understand that. But um, now they have to go about fixing it. And so now there's going to be a lot of scrutiny in the offseason and how he goes about addressing that. You know, there's going to be player turnover, but he's also going to have to look internally. Um, I do – I was very excited that the fan base – uh, and, and not just Texas fans, but journalists across the scope, uh, you know, understand that 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 t- transpires in sports. Um, sports are about accountability, and the, the traits you learn in in, uh, in athletics transpire in life. They they you know they translate to the to the business world and everything everything else you do. I uh, know I was very excited. The best thing that that came out of that for me was was that the support that Bo Davis received.
1: Yeah, you, you talk about the you know the the need to transfer that. I, I agree with you. And the other thing is that there's clearly no disconnect between what Texas is selling to recruits right now of, hey, we've got to change things. There needs to be new people in here. It's not, it's not disingenuous to your point. It's it's legitimate and it's and it's own top. Um, Justin, talking about recruiting in that, in that way, what has the feedback been on your end from from some people you've talked to? I know there's been some tweets out there, but Really, that, that firsthand experience that you've talked to kids about and, and seen what they've said?
0: You know, most of the kids in this class, I think, pretty much welcomed it. There's some really mentally prepared guys in this class your Cole Hudson's, your Connor Robertson's, your, your Travell Johnson's, your Derek Brown's. These are guys that are, that are dialed, die, dyed in the wool, burn orange right now, and they're buying that. They like that. I think the most uh, I got from, from people were from parents, uh, you know, parents of players, parents of prospects. And, I mean, it was a resounding uh, applause. I mean, every one of them were, were excited. And, and I think they want to see a change just like the staff wants to see a change, just like the majority of the team wants to see a change. They want to see some some, some feathers ruffled. And that just so happened to be maybe the, the straw that did it. Bo Davis jumping up and saying what he said. i, I tell you what, parents were ecstatic. And you're talking about people that – are our age and older. And so they come from an old school and they understand in sports, that's kind of how it gets you sometimes, you know? And, and Bo Davis was just emphatic about it. Prospects dug it, parents are digging it. Let's see if the team digs it on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and let, let's see if it actually results in anything, right? I mean, it's one thing to say it and be positive be positive, and then it's another thing to actually galvanize and, and get the snowball rolling downhill with recruiting. All right, um, Joe, you you actually were there when Steve Sarkeesian discussed this, the, the Bo Davis uh, stuff, what what, did, what, did, what were your takeaways from that? And it must have been an interesting press conference. I'll put it that way. Right. Basically,
3: the, the, the read I got from Steve Sarkeesian is, of course, he didn't want that getting out. That's a, a leak out of the locker room. And whether it's good news for the program or bad news for the program, he didn't really want that getting out. But at the same time, it got out. It is what it is. And he explained how he was kind of happy to see that the feedback both internally and externally uh, was so positive. And I think the reason why that feedback, at least from the external crowd from fans and uh, and the like, it it shows that what fans are feeling, what I guess, what we feel at times they are too. I, I think sometimes because of the cliches that are thrown around so often during press conferences and calm demeanors and stuff like that. And, even on the sideline, every outburst is is just put under a microscope so often. Just ask Tom Herman and ask Matt Campbell. Uh, so I think the, the fact that this got out, it, it's kind of proof to the fans that, hey, you know, they are they are way more angry than, than anybody else could possibly be uh, about these results, about the continued struggles. Because it is, as, as Bo Davis kind of put it, it, it's their ass on the line. if it does if this doesn't work out somehow they got to update their resume. So you know they, they, they more than anybody are have that sense of urgency uh, and I think that was good in, in the fact that the fan base got to see for sure peeling behind the curtain that that sense of urgency is there. Yeah
1: there's a you know something rotten in Denmark um, because obviously the, the real problem in my opinion and I think any, everybody on this call kind of agrees, isn't that the actual tirade or, uh, dressing down occurred. It's that someone videotaped it and put it out there. It's, it's not that it occurred. It's that, it's that, you know, there's a, there's a, Oh, you know, what is it? A wolf in the hen house. Is that the right, is that the right, right. Uh, Um, you know, I have a question for you, bud. Should we, uh, uh should we have two score predictions this week one for the first half and one for the final score?
2: Um well yeah let me write mine down. Uh let me uh let me multiply the first half by 2 and divide the second half by 2 and uh we'll see what we get. <laughs> Zero <Yeah>. sum.
1: <laughs> I'm just hey I'm just as been four games in a row. Been yeah. four games where long longhorns have leads. At least they didn't have a double digit lead. Uh, but this, would be
2: the, this would be the one game they didn't have a halftime lead.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, be a comeback victory, right?
3: <laughs> Just what the team needs for its confidence. Comeback victories over conference opponents.
1: Well, yeah. I you know, I I have to say this though. They need to win so bad, it's not even funny. I mean, and and Eric, you wrote on Wednesday night, this team is banged up. Um, yep. and it, it's not a little bit, it's a lot of I mean, I don't want to say it's walking wounded, but I mean Big name players are, are not 100%. Bijan is one of them, obviously, that we've talked about. He left the game. Alfred Collins was in and out of the game, uh, and he's been a big help to the defense. You know, what are, what are all the injuries that you're hearing or have heard about that could impact the game in some way?
2: Well, you know, I think a lot of guys are going to try to go. Uh, what fans need to understand, a lot of them aren't 100%. I think, a lot, I think some of the guys that we predicted probably wouldn't play earlier in the week, I th- think once that, that tape went out and I think there was a re-energizing re-energ- uh, effect behind the scenes, I think some guys will play. Uh, but they're very banged up. I'm going to probably write in the humidor that we're about to post here in a minute uh, more about who I expect to play than I expect not to play. And I'll let the the, the, the reader deduce uh, on their end rather than just tell uh, Lance Leopold who's in and who's, who's out. Uh, but, yeah, they're very banged up. Um, the good thing is that I think uh, – you know, I think that some of the headliners are going to at least give it a go. And if they can go out there and and give them, you know, 20 good snaps at the beginning of the game, maybe that's enough to get Texas elite and get some other guys in there.
1: All right. All right. Let's start the roundtable and let, let's get it going. Joe, I'm going to you first. Um, what do you got for the score prediction and why?
3: All right. Well, there are three tiers in the Big 12 this year. You got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and maybe Baylor. You've got at the very bottom, you've got Kansas, Texas Tech, and then in the middle is everybody else. And Texas is in that big middle, but they have beat down the other team that's in that bottom tier, and I think they do the same thing again just because uh, even though Kansas is probably a lot more motivated than early season Texas Tech, they're nowhere near as talented. And so I think uh, even with a lot of the offensive issues, uh, and I even though I hate seeing Texas coaches do this, it's kind of just a roll-the-helmet-out game. I know they won't prepare that way, but they probably could and still get by. And I think that's why they win win pretty easy. And it's 45
1: 17. How do you have Texas scoring that many points? I can't. I, I, after watching the last six quarters of Texas football, I just, all right, 45 17 Texas. I, you, hey, you're on the ground. You're the boots on the boots on the streets there, Joe. All right, Justin, what do you got, bud?
0: You know, like Eric said, you know, these guys are sick. These guys are injured. They're they're banged up. But that gives opportunities for the younger guys. And there's some really good young underclassmen in this in this program, especially freshmen that came in. And I think you can when when, when those guys get the opportunity, there's some added enthusiasm. And oftentimes the team kind of rallies around that energy that these younger guys will bring in. I think you could see, like Eric talked about, maybe twenty carries, uh, you know, twenty snaps from some of the big guys. But I think these young guns are going to be the difference, and that enthusiasm can be contagious. And so as long as the crowd's good, as long as as long as they've got a good little momentum and they can play well in the first half and not get too too far behind, I think Texas runs over them. I really do. Uh, I think this could be a game that Jonathan Brooks plays really well. I feel like this could be a game that the defense kind of finds its fitting a little bit because Kansas, you know, they're 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 not that great of a team. This I don't know if this is the same team that almost beat OU last month. They they have one of those games every year. I think they've had that game. And Texas has so much going against them over the last few weeks. It just feels like a that, that youth injection will, will be nothing but kind of give them an enthusiastic boost. And I think I got them winning 30 to 13.
1: Got it. All right. So that's fewer points. I'm more, I'm I'm more convinced. You've got to be more convinced, but you're also telling it they're going to give up fewer points, which I'm not so convinced on. All right, Eric, you're, you're good, bud. Yeah, no,
2: Kansas can do some things offensively, schematically that I think could give, give the Texas defense troubles, but I don't think they have the athletes to pull off those where they would be bigger plays for other programs. Uh, maybe they're a bunch of chunk, smaller chunk yardage, Still going to be frustrating because I think we're going to see Texas have some uh, some busts on the edge, probably some busts versus the RPO game. Uh, but I just don't think Kansas has the athletes that would take advantage of, of those opportunities that, that Texas gives them. Um, I do. I'm with John. I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Justin on Jonathan Brooks having a big game. Uh, the fans should be able to infer quite a bit from that. Uh, I don't think the, the quarterbacks are going to play great. Uh, you know, I think they'll play play pretty evenly. I think they'll both play. Uh, but I think it sets up for Xavier Worthy to have a pretty big game uh, based off Jonathan Brooks uh, running the ball well or Rashawn Johnson running the ball well. Uh, I've got it 35-13. Uh, I'm not entirely sold on Texas uh, playing a great, clean game, uh, but I, I just can't see them losing this game. 35-13. Got
1: it. Got it. Um, I, I'm I'm a, a, a little bit like you, Erica, and I don't, I don't really see the quarterbacks having a, a field day. Uh, this isn't Texas Tech where they went and – you know, scored 70 points and, and Casey Thompson just had a had was riding that wave of momentum that he carried over from from uh, the Rice game. Um, and I also see I, I actually think that Les Miles did a good job of increasing the athleticism on the, the KU field, but not necessarily getting the numbers that he needed uh, in, in Lawrence to, to really be competitive. I went with uh, Texas, but I went by a much smaller margin than some of you guys. I went 27, 23. And I, I, y'all, I don't you know, we, we don't want to talk about this, but, uh, you know, at some point, Texas has to stand up and, and be a good team. Uh, and, you know, as, as to quote our favorite Texas coach of all time, winning is hard. Um, and uh, that's uh, clearly going to happen this week, I think, uh, because as Joe wrote earlier this week, the quarterback situation is as clear as mud. Uh, And I I just feel like it's going to be a, it's going to be one of those weird days in Austin on Saturday where uh, there could be some hair pulling and, you know, uh, trying to figure out what exactly we've got going on here. Uh, Because Justin, to your point, I do think they're going to lean on younger guys this week, but some of those young guys aren't as talented as some of the older guys were or who they're replacing. And uh, I think that uh, I look, there's no doubt that KU senses that this is their only chance left probably for a, a uh, conference win as well. So uh, I expect to get all we can from the Jayhawks, whether that's, mm. you know, whether whether it's a close game or not, I think that we're going to have to figure that out. But uh, that's why they play the game. Uh, Joe, Justin, Eric, you guys have anything you want to add before we get going? Uh,
2: no, not at all. I'm, you've got me
0: depressed.
1: Uh, Justin, big recruiting weekend. Is that right? Absolutely. This is one
0: of the bigger weekends and, that I've seen in a while. Uh, and, you know, all fans want to know where are the O linemen? They're going to be on Austin on Saturday. So, everyone that's asked that from the message boards to social media, the big dogs will be there. Kelvin Banks, Devon Campbell, Cam Duberry, Harris Sewell, Nato Umazulu. They're all going to be there. So, yeah, it's a big weekend. And also four-star quarterback De- Devin Brown out of uh, Draper, Utah. He'll be there as well. So, But I will say this, one parting thought. If it's a one-possession win, you have message board duty on Saturday night. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm watching Gonzaga Texas basketball, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, guys, thank you all so much. For Eric Nolene, Justin Wells, Joe Cook, I'm Bobby Burton. We'll see you next week.